0: bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash bball for eligibility deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources welcome back in to another edition of the arrowhead pride chiefs training camp report i am steven serta Day 19, a full team practice has wrapped. Our time in St. Joe for this year is done. Now it's time for the Arizona Cardinals and the Chiefs' second preseason game. So let's welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride and the man who I'm sure is going to crush a ton of wings at the peanut tonight, Pete Sweeney.
1: (laughs) Yes, camp uh, is officially over. They continued with the tradition. Once it was time for that fifth-to-last play, closing time, semi-sonic came on and that's when you know it's time to leave St. Joe head back to Kansas City Chiefs will head to Arizona for that Saturday night game which I'm sure people will be watching as they're with their families or out and about and uh, then yeah Kansas City practice will resume Monday so we are are done with St. Joe and we're good to go I'm
0: sure you're excited Pete not having to drive up to St. Joe every day and Really, I think the players are probably excited and tired of staying up in St. Joe. But I think Chiefs training camp is still a unique thing and that Andy Reid prefers it this way, prefers they get that time away and that time to build chemistry as a team and go through these daily workouts and routines because a lot of teams across the NFL do not do it like this anymore. So I also think this is a time where hopefully we will see a Chris Jones deal get done now that he doesn't have to go up to St. Joe.
1: Well, I noticed a tweet as I was walking up the hill to to chat with you, Steve, and it said, thank you, God. I I don't know if he's thanking God for the contract (laughs) just today, the fact that he didn't have to come up and spend time in the dorms this year, Uh, but uh, hopefully things are are trending in the right direction. I I just tend to think, looking at August 23rd, August 24th, that's two weeks before the NFL season, there's got to be something going on internally with Jones where he's starting to get that itch. I feel like you have to be back by then to be properly ready for the start and to you know live up to the caliber of player that he is. So uh, once we get to that two-week mark, I, I think that's when, if there's still nothing, we're really entering some dangerous territory.
0: Yeah, and I, I think there's other players that I'd be worried about them missing all of training camp and whether or not they're going to be in good enough shape for the regular season. But Chris Jones isn't that kind of player. Like uh, Chris Jones takes really good care of himself in the offseason and... I do think there's something to him just being like, "Hey, if you don't give me thirty million dollars a year, I am fine with eating that cost and not having to go up to St. I, Joe and grind these practices."
1: I yeah, I just I just hope that Michael Bay wasn't serving him too much champagne at whatever party. <laughs> they were. That's the only thing I'm
0: So, not a ton uh, from Thursday's final practice. It was a really light day as the Chiefs typically do heading into an off day and a preseason game on Saturday night in Arizona, but. Did have a few injuries. Wide receiver Kakoa Crawford was not at practice. Obviously, Chris Jones, Nick Jones, uh, those broken fingers still out. Uh, wide receiver Nico Remigio still out, which is kind of a bummer for a guy who flashed in preseason game number one. Might not be available on Saturday. LeJarius Sneed still out. Kadarius Tony still out. And, and Turk Wharton still out. Also, offensive lineman Nick Allegretti after leaving practice early. Uh, was not on the field on Thursday, but... As far as those injuries go, any any takeaways, any anything that you're seriously concerned about other than, uh, you know, LeJerry Sneed and the guys that we've already talked about a ton?
1: I think the ones that are concerning for me are, as you mentioned just a second ago, Sneed and Wharton. And we've had conversations about why. And really nothing that the Chiefs have told us, right? They're being a little bit mum uh, about those two players, but just the fact that they – have missed the amount of time that they have, and they're both dealing with knee issues. The knee is one of the peskier injuries in the NFL. I mean, it could cost you a lot of time. So I just I'm having some worry, just in in my experience covering the NFL. You, you never want to see the knee, and you, you never want to see like this duration of time missed. I mean, we haven't actually set eyes on the Jerry Snead in about two three weeks, and you know this is one of the better cornerbacks. In the NFL, I know that Andy Benoit just ranked him in the top ten. He, I think he actually made the top five. And you know, that's a player that usually doesn't get the credit he probably deserves. And so, even to see that where he's starting to get on some of those national radars, this is a, a quiet story. Everyone's distracted by Chris Jones. Everyone's all in love with Justin Ross, and I, I think nobody's paying attention to potentially the biggest chief story right now, which is like, what is the availability of maybe your best cornerback right now? Uh, and so we'll see um, not time to panic yet. Right. We've talked about how much time there is before the start of the regular season, but at some point here, you'd like to see the Sneed return to practice.
0: Yeah. And, and I think all of the hope and optimism around Chris Jones, just getting a deal done and getting there has kind of overshadowed that Sneed has just been out of practice for three weeks or three and a half weeks or something like that. And,
1: and it, yeah and, it, and it's compounded by the fact of like the Dave Merritt quote from yesterday that I talked about that was a question of like, you guys still want to rotate Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams to based upon the looks, and Dave Merritt pretty much is like, "No, we want one of these guys to. step up. <laughs> Yeah. So what's the pecking order there? like if, if Sneed it, it, you know isn't, isn't available, let's say if, let's say in a, in a hypothetical right he's not available for week one, then you're dealing with Trent McDuffie. Who's solid right solid as anybody but then there's you're playing two guys you don't even feel certain about one of them so i i just think it's a bigger story than we're really giving an, uh, enough attention to
2: yeah
0: i uh, i think it's perfectly reasonable to have a little bit of worry about whether or not the jerry is going to be available week one for the chiefs but We've still got plenty of time. Um, We're, I think, three weeks away as of today from the Chiefs kicking off the NFL regular season. So still got plenty of time and a big window uh, to try to make sure he's healthy and available and ready to go for the regular season. Um, Not a ton else coming out of Chiefs practice on Thursday. So I want to look ahead towards Saturday night's game in Arizona, preseason game number two. Andy Reid, of course, said after practice that the plan is to get the starters in and try to let them play the first half, but we know that's not always the case. And especially like if the first team offense comes out and they go on a touchdown drive in their first couple of possessions in the first quarter, they could exit the game pretty quickly. But I, I want to focus on that Arizona field and some guys that we'll be paying attention to on Saturday night. Cause I know Andy Reed's been asked about, it. I know other coaches have been asked about it. And if you remember back to week one, The Chiefs played Arizona week one of the regular season last year, left that game with a bunch of injuries because the field is crap. We know about it in the Super Bowl. And so Andy Reid said that they think it's in good condition and everything, but I I feel like they're going to be a little bit more cautious than he's probably leading on.
1: Yeah. In the third preseason game, Andy Reid doesn't really like to play as starters, And so this is the last time that they, they see the field. And so you, you kind of feel like, okay, if we're going to get the proper reps for Patrick Mahomes in the first team, we want to have them play this game. Unfortunately, it's on the same field where Harrison Butker got injured, Trent McDuffie got injured. The Eagles can't shut up about how the fields cost them the game because they were slipping and sliding in the Super Bowl, even though they were playing on the same field. But we won't get into that portion of it. But it's like, you got to really test that field before you put the guys out there. I mean, especially when you're considering Patrick Mahomes and I think right now they're planning on doing what they usually do, which is to play the first team. Andy Reid said that the first half, just like last week, there is a tendency here, usually he likes to have Mahomes one drive in the second quarter, which is what I tend to think. So you're looking at the two to three drive range. But I think it all depends on how the field condition is. I wouldn't be stunned if uh, someone on the grounds crew at Arrowhead maybe comes with the Chiefs this week just to be like, OK, is this safe to play on? And who knows? I do think there's a scenario and Andy Reid's never going to talk about at the podium where they get there and they're just like, OK, maybe we don't play as many starters or something. I mean, I, I know that sounds drastic, but the last thing you would want to see is one of these players getting hurt in a preseason game when it doesn't matter. And you already had known that this field is, uh, for lack of you know better words, S. Uh, and it wasn't just last year just last week there seemed to be problems with it in the first preseason game. So I think the chiefs will be ultra cautious here.
0: Yeah. It's unbelievable that at this level of professional sports and football, the the highest level you can get to the field is still something that we have to worry about. And, and that coaches and teams have to worry about uh, get it together, Arizona. Like, well, like, what are we yeah. talking about? You just hosted a super bowl and we're still talking about how bad your field is. It's,
1: not that, not that I'm a field expert, but, like, you're in the valley of the sun. It's hot. It's probably <laughs> yeah. tough to grow grass. Why, why, why don't they do, like, the Superdome and just put turf and be done with it? I know that turf isn't ideal, and players typically don't like playing on turf, but it, it's a better option than slippery grass. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm, I'm just a sports writer here. I don't, I'm not a field expert, but it just feels so silly at this point.
0: So Chiefs fans will definitely be locked into the Arizona field on Saturday night. But (laughs) what other players are you going to be keeping an eye out for Saturday and guys you're hoping to see make an impact, guys that are fighting for roster spots or are looking to climb up the depth chart?
1: Yeah, One in particular that that stuck out this week, I'll give you two. Richie James, uh, I, I think he'll get more time maybe with Patrick Mahomes and see what he can do even if it's just a few plays, it has still been Marquez Valdez, Scantling Skymore, and Justin Watson here with the, the top team at, at practice. But I think Richie James gets a few more plays. And then I think there's been a, a slight changing in the guard for those hardcore Chiefs fans. I think LeMichael Michael Ryan has surpassed Deneric Prince for that RB4 spot, so I'm eager to see how he does in this game. I think if P. Ryan plays well, it might be one of those things where Deneric Prince, who I think still has a lot of promise, but I think the Chiefs might have learned something in that first game that maybe he needs a year of that Justin Ross seasoning where, you know, he's on the practice squad and I know Ross was injured, but just you take a year to kind of embrace everything that it means to be a pro. And you see what he can do in in 2024. I don't know if it's that, that's set in stone quite yet. I asked Andy Reid about my Michael P Ryan. He had a lot of good things to say, just kind of giving me the indication that maybe a job had been won and maybe this is a solidifying moment for P Ryan and disappointing for Prince. Uh, I'll be the first to say, I was very wrong about this. I, I saw a player that looked explosive and looked like a potential first-year weapon for the Chiefs at, at training camp, and it seems like there was something that maybe happened in the preseason game where the Chiefs said, "Okay, let's lean on this other guy, the 2024th rounder in P Ryan. Let's see what he can do." And they like what they've seen, and we'll see uh, how it goes uh, on on Saturday. But uh, it, you know, it's a team with with not a ton of marquee roster battles. So here I am. Uh, talking for two and a half minutes about RB4, Steve, but uh, it'll be, this certainly be something that I'll I'll be watching.
0: It is interesting for Daneric Prince because he, early on in camp, he was getting so much run and it seems like the, the sizzle on him has just kind of faded after the last couple of weeks. And, you know, he didn't really make a lot of noise in preseason game number one. And LaMichael P. Ryan's a guy that's kind of hung around the chiefs roster the last couple of years. So, I'm a little shocked that, that that's unfolded over the last 10 days or so, because it seemed like he was such a safe bet. And, you know, Dave Tope had already called him kick returner number one. And now we're talking about him like my, he, maybe he's going to be a practice squad player.
1: Well, I mean, and, and I'm not sure this is too much to read into. But today at, at camp, Richie James took the first kick return opportunity. So, I don't know. I just wonder if you, you see, like, in next week's depth chart or, you know, maybe the next time we get Dave Toe, which I anticipate will be sometime next week, that that maybe James is that guy for all the return opportunities. And why not? I mean, he had a really nice preseason game. He's definitely a guy that you want to get the ball in his hands. He had experience in the league. And, and I don't think that, the like, the, anything, if there, re, if there really was a change, I don't think it, it means anything about Prince's, like, career and the pros being done. I just think the Chiefs maybe are looking at him as – Let's let's keep him as a practice squad guy, and let's see what we can do with him over the next year, and let's see what he does out here in St. Joe when we're here next year. Here we are talking about St. Joe next year, Steve. We I, <laughs> I, I can't do. We can't do. It.
0: Well, and I I do wonder, you know, we're talking about cut down day, and you're you're posting your 53 man roster projections and things like that, and the Chiefs are gonna have to make some tough decisions with their depth, and so I wonder if it's also a case with Prince, it's just young player chiefs still like him and like his potential but they have so many other tough decisions to make roster wise they're just like we're we're going to have to make a decision on him and hope that he finds his way back to our practice squad so That'll be something interesting to watch. He's still going to be a player that should get a lot of run in Saturday's preseason game in the second half, at least. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, do you know, or is there anybody in particular you're going to be paying attention to on Saturday? I'm excited to see Felix after I, I felt like he was very impressive in preseason game number one.
1: Yeah, I think there was a slight tick of first team work for Felix this week, maybe in preparation of what they're going to try to see, what they have on on Saturday night uh you know second and third levels i I think are 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 as they are so to speak i've I've talked already about even yesterday's report about this watson williams battle where they're trying to figure it out over the next two weeks so certainly those quarterback positions we kind of know that is not going to play in that in this game so those are two good spots to watch number 97 felix and and seeing what he can do and then the ongoing quarterback battle for that all-important third spot
0: if you're listening to us on the podcast, I want to remind you to stick around after the break, after practice on Thursday, we heard from head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes. So we'll have those available for you as always, please make sure you subscribe, rate and review everything that we're doing on the Arrowhead pride podcast network. Follow all of our coverage on the Kansas City chiefs at ArrowheadPride.com, And you can follow Pete on Twitter at PG Sween. Our time in St. Joe has passed, but it's on to preseason game number two, and we're one step closer to the regular season. We will talk to you immediately following Saturday's preseason game against the Arizona Cardinals.
3: Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that T-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last.
0: Welcome back in to the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. I am Stephen Serda. Kansas City Chiefs officially wrapped training camp in St. Joseph, Missouri. On Thursday, we heard from head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes.
4: relationship we have with them. And so, um, you know, without them, none of us get to do our jobs, uh, right? And so we, we appreciate that. Uh, thanks to Missouri Western State University here, man. They've been tremendous again for us treating us well, feeding us well, and uh, the hospitality is second to none. And then the fans, you know, coming out here, they've they've been incredible every day. I mean, there's a load that comes out, and we appreciate that. The players feel it makes practice, as hard as practice is, it makes it go a little smoother for them. It gets their juices going, which is is special. Um, As far as the playtime goes for this coming game, um, the ones will go for a half and then we'll mix in the twos and threes, uh, in the third and fourth quarter. And obviously there's things that happen, you know, during the game where, um, don't hold me, don't hold me completely accountable for all that. If we pull people out, you know, whatever. So, um, and then uh, I don't have an injury list for you, but really it's the same as yesterday. Uh, nothing's, nothing's changed. Okay. You guys have anything?
2: Obviously, feel uh, Pat gets some value out of playing in the preseason. How do you juggle the injury factor, the injury possibility, with getting him the
4: work he needs? Uh, I try to get. Listen, you try to get uh, equal. You know, balance that equal player against player. Um, so, if you had your drugs you want ones versus ones, and, and that whole deal uh, when you're in game. But um, I just kind of mind as I go, and uh, and then I just take it. My gut, my gut feeling after that. So if I pull guys early, um, it's just something I feel at that time. Yeah. You know? What about, what about the, the risk of him and other guys in getting injured? Yeah, I mean, listen, this, it's all part of the game. They, they've got to get ready for the game, and at the same time, uh, you know, I think it's tough going in the first first game. It's going to be fast, much faster than what you can present in, in practice. The regular season game. This at least is another step up from that. It gives you. You know, just a little kick-up speed-wise of the game.
2: What do you want like see? Um, see different from game
4: one? Yeah, well, you're always looking uh, for execution as you go. Uh, increased execution from the first one. And not that we've spent a ton more time with the guys on uh, you know, on the Cardinals. That's not it. I mean, the, it's pretty simple game plan again. But uh, they're, they're a week. They're kind of a, another week into those plays. So uh, you expect them... And particularly the young guys just to kind of handle that the right way old guys knock the rust off keep chipping away at that You've heard this before with the field in Arizona last week the Broncos and Cardinals play that
1: it wasn't in great shape the Cardinals practice on that field, too Any concerns or do you gonna
4: have any evaluation that you guys do? Yeah, no, listen, we we know what what the field um, Has been we've checked on it, which we do every week everywhere so um, and it's, it's actually in pretty good playing shape, you know it might not look the best when you're looking at it on tape, but they, they say it's gripping well and that's that's what you want. You want, you know, the sturdiness of the turf there. So these past two days it
1: looked like yeah, he some more plays with the top teams, what did you see?
4: Yeah, he's got a he's got a knack. Kinda of does everything well. You know, he's uh, good in the pass game, good protection, good uh, in the run game, good eyes, vision, you know, feet. So He's just, he's, he's been very consistent through through the camp and he picks things up easy. So that's yeah, been good for him, I think. Coach, is it, was this a good camp? Are you happy with what you, did you get accomplished what you needed to? Yeah, up here, I, I just mentioned it to the team that you, you've established, you built, you started this foundation. This is where it starts. You're building this thing as it goes up. Every week is different. Every day is different in this thing, but you, you've accomplished some things here that's gonna help carry you through uh during the season in a positive way so um and then and then we take it one day at a time uh, from there just like they did when they were up here you, you had to focus it. you couldn't say a month ago that we're looking for this day right here or you're not gonna get any good workout. so they they took it they figured it out day by day and and uh crawled out of bed and got themselves mentally and physically ready to go and and practiced hard
3: what is the guy, last two go what does a guy like Chris miss from not being here
4: yeah, probably those things that I just, you know, I just mentioned, uh, you know, that it's a it's a fast game, so, um, and then, you know, when he gets in, he's going to have to get caught up, so. A little off topic, I've been asking several players this, but
3: what did you have for breakfast this morning? Uh,
4: I actually didn't eat breakfast this morning. I like your hat, though, okay. but, I, yeah, I, I didn't eat breakfast this morning. Oh, I know that's hard to believe. <laughs> All right. All right, yep.
2: Uh, I, thought, I thought it was a good camp. Um, we improved on a lot of stuff. Uh, added a, We didn't add a lot of new receivers, but getting those new receivers in and getting them flowing around. And the guys that have been here for the second year, you can see the improvements on how, how they practice. Um, but uh, I thought it was a good camp, offense, defense, and special teams. We kind of just flew around, and uh, we competed every day, which you always want. Over the last month, you were some of the guys behind your eye plus Yeah, I mean, I think um, – I thought the offensive line did a great job uh, throughout camp, um, just battling. I mean, there's some long days, with a lot of play. I thought they did a good job of keeping that mentality uh, throughout practice. Um, I thought the DBs, a lot of those young DBs were moving around everywhere. Spags is really testing them um, to see what they, what they could really do, and I thought they did a great job of responding to that. Um, but I thought that throughout, I mean, there was days where the offense got, got the defense, today's defense got the offense, um, and that's, that's what you want in a, in a camp. Is you want a competitive um, and everyday guys going out there competing. The been a little bit of a problem for you guys. Probably, probably because my kneecap was on the side of my leg. I think we were doing pretty good until that. Uh, no, um, we uh, we were good. Into, we were really good at it in, until uh, uh, last year. I mean, last year we didn't do very well at it, so uh, we didn't get the one in the that first one uh, this the, the preseason. So we've kind of we've went back and kind of evaluated it, and hopefully by the time season comes around, we can uh, get back to get converting those. Any discussion with Andy about putting that? Sneak back the I, I always want to, because I always say that I, I, I haven't got stopped yet, but but because even the one that my knee I got hurt on, I still got the first down. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure he's he's not gonna let me do it unless it's like for the Super Bowl or not. So uh, I might have to call my own number in the Super Bowl if we get there. What
1: did you see as far as growth with your two first-year receivers you've been working with, uh, Rasheed Rice and then Justin Ross?
2: Um, I thought they did, I thought they did a great job. Um, I think uh, y'all know as much as everybody that those rece- that receiving position and that DB position at training camp is the hardest play- place to be. I mean, just re- how much running that we do. Um, and I thought those guys got better and better, and, and they learned how to uh, how to finish and how to keep that mentality throughout an entire practice. And, I mean, their talent, is, I mean, they have the talent, of, uh, most talent I think I've seen out of all, uh, every receiver that I've always been in. They have a lot of talent, but it, you have to learn how to be consistent every single day. Um, and I think they got better and better at that um, as they continue to go
0: their seventh year uh, in St. Joseph and coach Reed's always really uh, complimentary of the hospitality and the service here. Um, I know dorm life isn't super uh, glamorous but uh, what do you appreciate most just about this particular venue and setup for camp?
2: I think I just uh, partic- uh I really am interested and I really have a fun time with just meeting people. Um, you A lot of times when you're in the building you're with the offense um, and uh, even though you have some team meetings you don't get to see those defensive guys except for really on the traveling on, on, on game day and that weekend um, and so being able to eat lunch, um, go to Chick-fil-A and go get some pizza, whatever it is, with just different guys that you're not around all year long, um, it, you build those relationships. And I think that's what St. Joe's uh, – the best part about St. Joe is that you get out here and you really get to see those guys you don't see maybe as much throughout the year and build those relationships. And that's what builds that that bond that you have whenever times get tough during the regular season.
3: What do you want to see game two going from preseason game number one to number two? It's better energy, better urgency
2: just from the get-go. I thought the, I thought the young guys did a great job in the second half of kind of picking it up. Um, but uh, I think just from the get-go, offense and defense, just having that urgency to go out there and compete, um, it's a preseason game. Um, and obviously, the, the results don't necessarily matter, but they, they do if you want to be, build a culture uh, of winning. Um, and we have a lot of young guys, and even though they won a Super Bowl, they have to know how to respond and get even better the second year. And so I think just having a better urgency um, from the get-go throughout the entire game. Um. Not as much the result. You obviously want to win, but you want to have that that mentality throughout the entire game. Back to,
3: back to camp sets the tone for the whole season, right? Like you've been around a couple of years where you guys didn't make the Super Bowl. Can you tell the difference between a good camp when you guys may have made the Super Bowl? Um. You.
2: You can. Um. I think more is just the day-to-day grind uh throughout the ent- entire camp and into the regular season and throughout the season you have to keep that mentality i've had some great camps where we came in and that that mentality didn't go through the entire season and you didn't get the the payoff that you wanted um and so even though you we i feel like we had a great camp uh we have to have, have that mentality it's not done i mean we still got weeks of practice getting ready for the game uh that first regular season game against a detroit lions team that's uh, is hungry and, and ready to come out there and try to beat us and so um we have to have that mentality. We can't just be satisfied with how camp went. We have to keep that mentality throughout the entire season. Patrick, going back to Arizona this weekend,
3: you know, we had one
2: the Super Bowl last season is there gonna be a couple times where you're gonna kinda look over and run this and hey you can go over the type of stuff. I I mean maybe for like a second. Uh I th we have a lot of stuff that we can to continue to work on. Um and so um, I, I kind of said it after the ring ceremony, it was kind of, it's it. We're trying to go back and get another one. Um, and so you'll, I'm sure when I first step on the field, there'll be a little bit of looking around and saying, like, hey, man, it was a great time last time we were here, but we got a job to do, and that's to get better, uh, playing against a uh, Carlos team that, that played a really good first preseason game. And so uh, we know it's going to be a mentality of going out there and playing our best football. Last one.
4: What would you like to see from this team that improve upon as
2: you leave this camp, going into preparation for the season? Yeah, I think it's just that that mindset. I mean, the mindset of every single day, just getting to being, making yourself better and getting the best out of it is something that you have to continue to, to preach and continue to do uh, with any football team. And so um, there's a lot of parity in this league. Anybody can beat anybody. I think you all know that. Um, and so we have to have that mentality every single day or we'll get beaten, especially in the division that we are in the AFC West and the AFC. Um, every single week, every opponent we play is going to play us to the best of their ability, so we have to make sure that we go out there with that mentality.
1: All right, thank you.